right. recording now. Welcome to a very special off-brand, uh, whatever, like special, a very special episode of the Acid Clown podcast. This is not Acid Clown as you've normally heard it for the past couple of episodes for all six of you who tune in. This is a very special episode. Uh, this is real shit. So it will be labeled accordingly. There's going to be no spoofs. There's going to be no goofs. There's just going to be, there's going to be no silly remixes. There's just going to be real talk about real issues of the day. There will be light humor in the interest of some levity as we discuss this real stuff. Um, we will leave out the loud sound effects Indeed. for future shows. Yes. And joining us today, uh, we have friend of the podcast and part-time contributor. Uh, does he have a goofy nickname? Do you have uh, a nickname? I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't come up with a goofy nickname. <laughs> The Highland Rat. The what? What? McSlab. <laughs> the Run Glasgow the Grinder. There's oh, there's, that's the one. That's the old one. Glasgow <laughs> Grinder, though. Yeah, what was that from? Your, it's yeah. your wrestling name. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grungus Grungus. <laughs> now, is, that a, is that a one hitter or are you actually smoking cigarettes now? Oh, that's a one hitter. That's a one okay, hitter. Good. I haven't yeah. smoked cigarettes since college. All right. So, uh, the reason we are doing this real shit episode right here is because it is June 1st, uh, 2020. Um, and for those of you who, all six of you, for those two of the six of you who've been living under a rock uh, for the past couple weeks, uh, shit has gone pretty crazy in the past week. And we are here to talk about it. Uh, we've got a bunch of folks here from Louisville, uh, where shit has really been going down. Um, ever since the extrajudicial murder a few months ago of Breonna Taylor by uh, three of Louisville's finest, so to speak, um, followed, you know, as often happens by riots. Um, then Ken Kesey down here uh, is in Cleveland, I believe, where yeah. some other shit has probably been going down. And Comrade Clown over here is in Chicago which it's Chicago. There's going to be riots every time shit gets popping off. So why don't we go through to the people? We'll start with Louisville and Chicago, which of all the places where all of us live, I don't know what's happening in Cleveland, but those are the places that have sort of seen the most action. And McSlab has actually been at some of the protests, so maybe he can enlighten us sort of as to what's been going down on the ground. So why don't we start, start there? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, shit's fucking going off. Um, I I grew up in a in a more left leaning family. Went to a lot of protests as a kid. Um, and Louisville's really stepping up its fucking game. <laughs> um, that being said, all the protests I've been to are 100 percent peaceful. Mm -hmm. um, up until you know the cops who are in full riot armor um start escalating shit every day i've been there it has not been protesters it has been cops um they've been tear gassing flash banging uh they brought in the national guard the other day you know our glorious mayor who has done everything right and never made a goddamn mistake uh brought in the fucking national guard because a literal cop army uh wasn't enough to contain people because they weren't really trying to contain people. It's worth noting that uh, Mayor Greg Fisher is a Democrat. 
in fact. Oh, he definitely so. is. Mm-hmm. He is he's your classic, your classic, uh, you know, modern Southern Democrat, though, where he's like, yeah, uh, I'm progressive um, up until we have to do anything. Just just for the cherry on top, who did he endorse for president? Oh, but, oh no, Bloomberg, Bloomberg, yeah, he did. <laughs> I forgot about that. That seems like fucking 10 years ago, man. It does. <laughs> uh, this has been the longest year of my life, and we are not halfway through, so. This has been, like, simultaneously the longest and also the shortest year of my life. Like, yeah. It seems as though it has flown by, and also that it has been like this forever. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, remember in uh, January when we were about to go to war with Iran? Who remembers that shit now? Hey, that could still happen, you know? They'll never say yeah. never. You're not over yet. The uh, The other day at, um, was it Saturday or maybe it was Friday, didn't you and your partner both get tear gassed? Yeah, we did. Uh, we only caught the, the corner of the tear gas, um, but yeah uh we got tear gassed um yeah they've been using uh rubber bullets shooting them right in people's faces um which is not how they're supposed to be used they've been using tear gas which is a, uh you know a war crime if you use it in war uh, yeah. but against your own civilians that's totally legal um they shot live rounds last night the police yeah. went all the way mm-hmm. into the west end they went almost 20 blocks away from the protests and shot somebody and left his fucking body there in the street. Unrelated. He'd never been to a protest. He was minding his own business. He yeah, these, business these were not protesters. He, he was uh, fucking, he's a cook. He had his own barbecue joint on that corner there. Um, he'd done absolutely nothing wrong. The cops claimed somebody shot at them and they returned fire. The civilians on the ground uh, deny that. And we've learned today, this morning, or this afternoon, uh, that, wouldn't you know it, the body cams were turned off Mm -hmm. when they did this, which means one of two things. It either means that they went down there with the express purpose to kill somebody, like they went down there to fucking murder, so they turned off their cams, or their cams were on, and it shows that they went down there to fucking murder. So yeah, I, I would not be surprised if the body cams have just been off this whole time. So, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, and they tape over their fucking badge numbers too. Yeah. like mm-hmm. it's like they're like, oh, we have body cams. Oh, we have dash cams. Oh, we have badge numbers, and then they fucking raise their hoods up so their dash cams don't show anything. They turn their body cams off and they put electrical tape over their badge numbers. So they can't be identified. That fucking cocksucker who uh, maced that little girl yeah. in Portland or whatever. He maced a fucking girl. Compared to some of the other awful things the cops have been doing, like ter- turning off the body cams and taping over the badge numbers, raising the hoods on their cars to block the dash cams, like that's pretty small in comparison to killing somebody, but they they should get arrested for destruction of evidence just for that yeah. even if they weren't committing any Absolutely. brutality yeah yeah they should not be able to just turn off their body cams that defeats the fucking point of having a goddamn body cam 
Exactly. You may as well not have it then. Not to mention they then also shot rubber bullets at like a reporter on the scene and not just like accidentally were the, fired a few. Like they literally like looked at the camera people and literally like went after them. Uh, there was like pepper spray. Yeah, they were pepper spray bullets, but oh, same yeah. thing. They're, well, they're essentially paintballs filled with yeah. pepper spray. So yeah. 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 yeah, this motherfucker, this fucking police state Nazi motherfucker with this little paintball gun. They look hilarious. A fucking news crew. Right, it's like if the implications weren't so dire, it's just like you look like a fucking idiot, you fucking grown-ass man with a paintball gun. Yeah. I mean, that's all, it's, it's all just posturing. Anyway, that's yeah. where all this stems yeah. from. It's just posturing in a fragile egos. Angry men with small dicks. Yeah, yeah. Just roided out fucking... Um, yeah, hate him. I, I wanted to ask, um, w- when you all got tear gas, how, how long did it last before it wore off? Like, were you feeling better that night, better the next morning? Oh, that night. Um... What we uh we got barely any of it. Like we were running away from it, and it got lobbed in front of us, and we like turned real fast. So uh, that is fortunate. Yeah, we we really lucked out. We did. Um, it was gone like once we got out of downtown for me. Um, but for uh, my partner, uh, we had to wash their eyes out, kind of you know, on the street once we gotten clear of it. So. Uh, but we didn't get any, you know, we didn't have any skin burns. We didn't have any long-time irritation or anything like that. Good, so we're good. really lucky. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you didn't get hit. There's a, I saw the x-ray of the woman who got shot in the head with those beanbag bullets. Oh, you know, God, just yes. went into her skull. Like, that's mm-hmm. not, that does not count as a non-lethal armament. If your fucking projectile pierces your skull... Did you see the picture of the guy in a Philly, I think it was, he got hit in the eye by a fucking tear gas canister and it, like, yeah. burst his eyeball? Yeah. 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 There's a woman reporter who got shot in the eye with a rubber bullet and it put her fucking eye out. And yeah. supposedly the uh, the tear gas bullets and the rubber bullets that they use now are significantly less powerful than what they were using, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago, so... I can't even imagine how bad it would have been protesting decades ago. I know, in when, the 80s? Oh when my cops God. decide the, they don't want to hear you chanting stuff. 68, when all the fucking, you know, uprisings and demonstrations were happening after uh, mm-hmm. King got assassinated. And don't forget yeah. the uh, Democratic National Convention in dear old Chicago. Yeah. yeah. Yep. The whole world is watching. Yep. The whole world is certainly watching now. Oh, yeah. The problem yeah. is that, like, the problem is that the whole world is watching, and yet some people are watching it and continuing to make excuses. That's yep. the problem, is it's fucking idiot, like, white conservatives who see this shit, and for some reason, like, I don't know what to do about them. Like, what the fuck do we do with people who, like, see the virtual mountains of evidence for police brutality and, like, you know, their belief that they are above the law and somehow draw the conclusion that like, oh, it's looters. Oh, they're burning down the target. Oh, violence isn't the answer except when the fucking police do it because they're looters. Like, Well, let's talk a bit about that because that's uh, what we saw, me and my partner saw here. In yeah, tell us about uh, Chicago. So we went to the protest on Saturday 
Um, and we went mainly uh, to the car caravan around the Cook County Detention Center on 26 in California. Um, and we, the whole idea was to meet there in Little Village uh, in the Southwest side and do, and do a couple of laps of the caravan around the detention center and then head downtown. Thing is, we did a couple of laps around the detention center, but the car caravan was so huge that it, it was impossible to get downtown. So the crowd, like, it's, you know, crowd sizes are like, it's, you know, it's hard to say because media always under, uh, it has very conservative numbers because they, I, I think there's a vested interest in making it, in making these things seem not as big as they actually are. What, oh, there absolutely what, is. what, what organizers uh, have been saying is 20,000 people in Chicago. It was one of the largest protests they've seen in decades. Um, mm -hmm. And the thing is, it got to the point where Lori Lightfoot, our dear mayor, uh, for one thing, she closed, she raised all the bridges downtown. I mean, Chicago is one of these cities that's fascinating where like you can, the, the you have bridges that essentially cut off access to the loop um, and any sort of traffic in and out uh, foot or by car and also obviously transit. <laughs> and so she raised the bridges trying to trap protesters downtown and then setting a curfew. Beyond that- um, And she's a Democrat. She's not only a Democrat, she's also our first black and, and LGBTQ mayor. And it, it, it must be said is like th those facts alone are good, but uh, I mean. That's not enough. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Equal um, opportunity repression. <laughs> more female prison guards and all that shit. So beyond. <laughs> you just had a funny lag there where you were like, more female <laughs> prison it's at least once an episode that this happened. <laughs> Last time it was celebrity. Anyway, continue, comrade. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So then we turn to yesterday. Then we go to yesterday. Um, Sunday, we had a protest starting at 6 a.m. for Lori Lightfoot outside of her home. So one of the most wonderful things about Chicago politics is that we do have a six-member socialist caucus on the city council uh, elected by the Democratic Socialists of America in, 2000, in the 2019 municipal elections. Um, and Lori Lightfoot, the mayor who got elected last year, she lives in the ward of one of the socialist aldermen, and she hates him, and, and he feeling is mutual. So Carlos Rosa is her is her alderman, and it's led to a couple of instances where there were like there was protest outside of her place last month because of basically her okaying a dem a demolition of an old factory on the southwest side that put toxic uh, waste into the air in a very poor Latinx neighborhood in, in Little Village, actually where we met for the car caravan. Um, but we went to wake her up at six a.m. Um, it was a very peaceful protest. Then there was another protest downtown. That's just Chicago. But then there began being protests on the far, on the further west side, like out near Cicero. And then I live, like I, I live uh, off North Avenue. And when the protests started getting pushed east on Cicero Avenue, it hit uh, down to Pulaski, not far from where we live. And we saw... I mean, crowds that just began sacking. I mean, first the Metro PCS mobile store, uh, cell phone store. Um, there was a soccer goods store that was ransacked. There was a bunch of clothing stores that were ransacked. 
Um, they didn't touch the restaurants. Uh, they didn't touch um, like the coin laundry places. And they, yeah, because what are you going to take from those? Like, right. you're just going to take like some. You just going to take a tub of refried beans. But that's just it. That's just it. Well, you have this. Idea. I would. But, but, well, it's like but, I got the beans. But, but that's just it, though. Like the whole there is people have this idea that riots have no logic whatsoever. That people who go out and are doing these actions are just somehow like doing it just out of pure opportunism. When the reality is, is that. Let's look at the bigger picture here. We've been talking about COVID for months. There are 38 million people unemployed right now. And when you have an opportunity like this where there is a genuine breakdown in the legitimacy of the state, and people want to take opportunity of that and say, fuck it, I I want to get what is mine. I mean, I'm sorry, I have no choice but to like side with with the people who have to do that expropriation. Like literally everyone who's complaining about that sort of thing, I guarantee you at some point they posted some like idiotic message like, you gotta hustle every day. I hustle every day to make money. And then it's like, and then it's like people like, you know, they hustle and they take what's theirs and they're like, not that way. Yeah. It's just like, shut the fuck up. Not that way is like their their rallying cry for all. Yeah, it it is. Not that, but what about? But what about? Like so. it's impressive how fast those people went from being quarantined in my house is oppressive to just listen to the cops and stay inside. Yeah, yeah like what happened to fucking actual libertarians? Like, goddamn! Like you're not supposed to like you go just, from hating the state to like licking its boot as soon as I mean, black people get involved. Oh, that's well, the, well, liber- libertarians have always. Oh, yeah. Shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. the truth, man. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, that's like, the truth. It's why, I've, even though I, like, agree with, like, the ideals, I don't, like, support, like, any libertarian movement in the U.S. Because that's all they do, is they're just, re- they're libertarians in name only. They're just Republicans. Like, yeah. all they're interested in is just, mm-hmm. like, preserving fucking state power. There's no interest in actually, like, dismantling state systems. And white so. supremacy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, precisely. Mm-hmm. They're just a bunch of fucking, like, yeah. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have a great solution that will surely solve this entire problem, and that is... Don't say it. Don't say it. Oh, say it. Don't say Say it. it. (laughs) Don't say it. Say it. Say it. Don't say it. Shoot him in the leg! (laughs) What? (laughs) Okay, okay, that was good. That was good. Shoot him in the leg! I didn't think that was what you were going to say, but that was was good. We need to shoot him in the leg. That is all we need to do to solve this problem. That's like the most liberal solution to this shit ever. It's like, oh yeah, let's just use non-lethal force. It's the killing everyone's upset about. You know, just teach cops how to break every bone in someone's body without killing them. Just abuse the black people, but don't kill them. (laughs) It's why fucking people like that like Batman so much, because he doesn't kill anyone. He just fucking mutilates and maims them. He doesn't kill anybody in front of him. He just kills them when he walks away. It's like he literally says that in Batman Begins. He's like, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. And then he just flies yeah. away, and he lets. Well, you know, die. just kills them with medical bills, and they can't feed themselves and their families. So For real though. Exactly. And then they turn to the Joker, who's I don't know. Maybe he has a health plan. I don't know. Maybe the Joker's <laughs> like, if, if you if you join with me, you'll get a five hundred one. You'll get like a four hundred one k. I offer great health care benefits through Humana. Everybody's got a plan, and I have the best medical. Plan. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> and let, let's be clear too, like. Even if the cops were trained, just do extremity shots, non-lethal force. 
like getting shot in the leg or an arm, you're still going to bleed a lot. Yeah, and yeah. they can very easily turn that into a murder, just like delay medical treatment, let them bleed out. Yeah. Oops, we didn't mean to kill them. And there's no amount of racial bias training and or body cameras or any kind of oversight that can just change the relationship that the police have here. Because right. the, the other aspect that I think is sometimes lost in these conversations is what is the role of the police? And ultimately the role is to protect property. And that is because most state law and mo most code in the United States is meant for like preservation of commerce and property. It's not meant, yeah. as much as we want to talk about the importance of liberty and, and human rights, uh, property is ultimately what this country values, and it's why right. people are up in arms first about, oh my, they're they're burning down my CVS, they're burning down precious Taco Bell, and they but they have nothing to say about the reality of poverty as to why people are burning down these neighborhoods. Right, exactly. It's like you don't give people anything. It's like don't be surprised when they take that shit. You know, like okay. if you actually had like structures to support people. You know, this wouldn't be happening as much. But no. Well, if and if we if cops, not only do they protect property, their number one priority is protecting themselves and their fellow cops. That's yeah, what exactly. it really comes down here. Oh yeah. If they would have just been like, oh, these guys are fucking racist murderers. They're arrested now and they're being charged. Problem solved. None of this yeah. would have fucking. <laughs> yeah, they exactly. could have easily but... made just the three bad apples argument. Put those guys away. You know, same in Minneapolis. Just been like, oh, three bad apples. You know, put them away. You know, make them into scapegoats, and this wouldn't have happened. And let's be clear, absolutely clear about one thing. Those fucking unions, quote unquote, have no place in the labor movement. They absolutely do not. The fact yeah. is, is that historically, police have been one of the main agents of the suppression of the labor movement and working class people's power. And that, and, and so any, and, and this is something that, it's uh, like if the Klan formed a union. It's like, well, yeah, that is a union, but... I mean, and, but and the thing is, this is a serious problem. I mean, even here in Chicago, where there are so many teachers, whether they're CPS teachers, whether they're suburban teachers, um, are married to or part of police families. And so there's this feeling that, that they, they, they need to stand with like their union brothers and sisters in blue, quote-unquote, as if policing is on the same level as teaching on the same level as any sort of public sector work on the same level as any sort of industrial or logistics work when the reality is is that pol police serve as an arm of the state to suppress the to suppress people's power in the face. They're just glorified mall cops, is what they are. They're just glorified security guards. You know, that's all that the, that's all that police in America are are just security guards. Security guards on the power trip, given military grade weapons. Paul Blart police state cop. <laughs> it's disgusting. When are we getting that movie? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Next year. So going back to uh, thinking about um, property over people, I will say I was very impressed with the post that uh, the vice principal of uh, the high school we went to made um, because school got vandalized yes. during the riots in Louisville. Um, and her response was literally, you know, this is sad, but I'm also not 
going to demonize the protesters or right. put this piece of property over people's lives. Yeah. And she basically and she basically said, you know, buildings can be repaired. You know, what makes the school special isn't the building, it's the people who form the community. Besides, the school was designed as, like, a fallout shelter. Like, that thing is going to withstand whatever. Like, you can't burn this. If you've ever been to this building, it's like, there's no windows. It's like, one wall of it is just solid bricks. You know, it's like, nobody is burning that shit down. Well, and also, all the... All the damage was graffiti. In glass, a couple windows were smashed, but it yeah, was literally, were, yeah. literally only paint and glass. Yeah. Yeah. And let me tell you, those windows have not been replaced since that building was built, so they could have <laughs> fucking replaced the windows anyway. And it's probably right. been tagged before anyway. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, well, it definitely has. Yeah, yeah it's it downtown has. Louisville. That shit's definitely happened. There were probably people in our class who did it at some point. Yeah. <laughs> like... You can buy another fucking whatever. You can't buy another George Floyd. Well, yeah. And, yeah. and like just this morning, my partner and I here on the west side here in Chicago got up um, and we saw crews of people in black with Black Lives Matter shirts on uh, sweeping um, and throwing away garbage and already repair crews out, uh, yeah. replacing windows because a lot of people anticipated this. And that's just... A, Building, you know, I'm not saying anything new here. Like buildings can be replaced, and people, it, it, but it is just such a sick part of our culture. This addiction that we have to the preservation of property, and the reality that our capital, that our capitalist culture just emphasizes that to such a degree that you know, last year my partner and I went to see Do the Right Thing, and at, and at the end when the, the pizza joint gets burned down in the riot, um, and people and it, you know, Spike Lee at one point asked, like, said only white people had to ask the question: Was did, did Mookie do the right thing? And in his mind, because in Spike Lee's mind, no black person ever had to ask that question because human life is so much more important than a yeah. fucking pizza joint. It's so much every more time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, like right after they fucking strangle the guy to death. Yeah, in a in do the right thing. I mean that yeah. video, that that fucking video of, of Minneapolis police officer is. I didn't watch it. I, I didn't watch it. I'm not going to watch I, it. I, it's I, absolutely I, disgusting. It is. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it's a truly atrocious. He's, he's, he's doing that it. guy needs to. That fucking yeah. Derek Chauvin guy. Like, I think that guy needs to like go through like some fucking like cartel torture, like death. You know, like have them like I don't know break each of his arms and then like do the whole noodle arms thing. So like his broken bones like start like flapping in the wind I mean, and then like pull I, his tongue out and like cut it off or some shit like that. This is drawn quarter him. The, oh yeah, that'd be good. The, yeah. the murder itself is horrible. It's just what struck me the most when I saw that was just the utter like apathy on his face. Like he was just so calm, hands in his pocket, while he literally choked up, like squeezed the life out of someone. Not, and the other no two way, cops, and the other two cops, just like standing watched, there, yeah. just being like, like just yep. being like, oh yeah, whatever. There's, you couldn't even claim any any sort of terror or he was emotionally whatever like he was just stone fucking cold and mm-hmm. that's just like insane well you heard that um his after they finally got around to booking uh, Derek Chauvin and he was you know in prison 
that was when his wife filed for divorce right which again there's no sort of you know concrete facts on what their home life was like but it does kind of suggest that you know police and domestic violence do go hand in hand isn't it something like 40 percent of cops are responsible for like 40 percent of cops are reported Reported, domestic abusers which suggests that the number is significantly higher it is. It's probably more like 70%, let's be real. I would at, say at, at least minimum. Yeah, probably more like 80%, to be honest. Because yeah. that's the kind of people it attracts. It attracts people on a power trip, you yep. know? Mm-hmm. Like, yep. it's like people who want to have, like, law and order in every aspect of their life. And if, like, you know, their wife does not live, you know, the perfect, like, ideal life for them, it's like, uh, I'm all for women's rights and then some lefts or some shit like that, you know? Yeah. Fucking cops. That's what they do. Yep. How have things been in uh, Cleveland? Henkeezy. Uh, well, I mean, I haven't seen anything or gone anywhere myself. I, I have friends who were at some protests this weekend and stuff, and it's same same stories everywhere. Everything was fine. Then the cops started gassing everybody. They yeah. uh, they started blocking off bridges into the city, like not letting people leave, etc. Uh, the I got notified at about. I think 11-ish p.m. Saturday that there was an 8 p.m. curfew Saturday. Yeah. I didn't get the notification until hours later that there was a curfew for downtown. That's the point. And I was like, arrest everyone. Yeah. And I was just yeah. like, great. Like, how, how, how do you even... It's like that scene in fucking Full Metal Jacket where the guy is like, anyone who runs is a VC. Anyone who stands still is a well-trained VC. It's like that's that same mentality that the yeah. cops have. It's like anyone who's there is a criminal. And anyone yeah, how... who's not there is a smart criminal. Like, yeah, how can how can you shoot women and children? You don't lead them so much. A war yeah. hell. Ridiculous. And that's the same people. That guy probably went back to the U.S. and became a cop. Oh, 100%, yes. Yeah. I mean, so many fucking, like, veterans become cops because they just want to fucking shoot people. Like, let's be real. Well, and it's just the reality of our empire and what what when we go into a... It's a military-industrial complex. It works for people as well as for weapons, you know? It's like there's a... Not only is there a pipeline of weapons from the military to police forces, there's a pipeline of people, you know? Operators is what they call themselves, you know? Like, And not only just to cops, but, like, to bail bondsmen, you know, to fucking, Mm -hmm. like, bounty hunters, you know? Like, all these fucking, like, extrajudicial, like, vigilante types... Or then you want to get really real fun with it, and then you turn into Silvercore and try to invade Venezuela. Right, or like or Blackwater, you know, like fucking mercenaries, you yeah. know, like it's it's all big racket. It's it's all a it's an industry. That's what it is. I mean, against, yeah, I mean, that's, it's, it's, as capitalism has made warfare and murder into an industry, and it's lucrative if you know how to game it, you know, and it fits the psychological profile of a particular kind of like honestly sociopathic person and i mean military training fucks you up it does that's the whole point once you're broken to the point that you're like okay i'm gonna kill some people what do you do after that if nobody takes care of you like gonna go somewhere where you can also try to kill some people like yeah it's like it's like i'm not gonna do the stupid stallone impression but like he's like he literally says you don't turn it off like they drew first blood not me Mm -hmm. i can't turn it off like that's exactly it like they just like they train you how to kill and that's all you know how to do and you can't turn it off so you go back home and you're just like i want to fucking kill some and cops don't even have that 
level of psychological right. breakdown. I, They're just psychopaths. <laughs> like, cops, yeah. Cops don't get that kind of training, or barely any, really, for the level of power and uh, um, stuff that Three they Three months max. Three months and maximum training. So in the you can't even action. be like, you can't turn it off, because they would never have that turned on. They were just fucking psychos. Like, Yeah. And, like, the thing is, like, I understand where people come from when they say they're good cops, because I do think that there's a minority of people who do join the police force because they think that they are doing the right thing. Who join it thinking Right, that, exactly. Yeah. And the reality of it either breaks them or they quit, essentially. You know, like, I met this girl a few years ago. She joined the police academy, you know, I guess thinking that she could make a difference in the community. Now I believe she's doing something completely different. I think she's, like, working for, like, I don't know, conservation law or something like that, you know? Like, doing something that doesn't involve, like, busting, you know, people for ridiculous reasons, you know? Because, again, it's like that's the option you're then given, is you either have to unflinchingly, like, back the blue line or you get out of there, you know? But just by its very nature, it attracts people who are bullies, right? Like people who have that mentality, like you think about sort of, you know, all the people you went to, and I mean, school is probably a little better than most places in that regard. I mean, you think about all the people, much, much, but let's be real much better. But you, you still think about all the people who you had gave you shit in high school, you know, and you think about how many of those people are cops. Well, I I don't think anyone in has become a cop, have they? Well, not from, not from our... Uh, from our has, class. Has anyone at all that we are aware of? I don't know anyone no. who went to who A is a cop. We, we, we have a very unique high school experience that we can talk about another, a whole like episode. Yeah. There was that That's Alex true. guy who... Yeah. Um, oh, well, he's he a, a fucking chicken hawk. He joined the ROTC in college. Like, he joined that to be an officer, so he didn't actually have to go to war. And now he, like, mm. brags about, like, oh, I'm in the military. He was in the military. Hold on, briefly. hold on, hold on. But yeah. I, I will say we have someone who can add to this conversation now. Oh, boy. Okay, good. Oh, oh hey. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Hey. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hello. Oh, hi, Mark. Hello. There hello. you are. And I haven't seen you in years. I know, man. How's it been? Uh, you know, the, the world's burning around us. And uh, <laughs> Did you chase down those proud boys? Uh, well, as... Uh, while we were at the protest, we didn't see any Proud Boys. There were like about a hundred cops, but there were like three thousand protesters. So we're uh, everything stayed peaceful. Uh, Target had boarded up like yesterday. Um, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Nothing, nothing too crazy. I'm glad that we went out. Um, yeah, I'm just fucking pissed off that this is. Uh, yeah, this is the world we're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, and I got to, I mean, you, you saw the video I, hold on, uh, you saw the video that I, I posted on uh, be, being on North Avenue. Yeah, uh, like, what so, was that? Well, I was telling them earlier, it was it was just nuts, I mean, just seeing all of the stores getting ransacked and, and but people being very selective about it. Yeah. Uh, and just, you know, getting things that they needed for their family and not being just indiscriminate about uh, uh, the, the ransacking, as some people might think. Would you like to introduce yourself in a non-identifying manner to the people? <laughs> uh, so I think I think the the standard spoof to censor people's names has been just reversing. So I'm gonna be. There you go. There you go. 
Need refer news. And, and Nies went to uh, high school with us. Yeah. Yep. But is a resident of the fair city of Chicago, like myself. Chicago. Oh, yeah. Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. So that's where you ended up. Yes. Yeah. We've yeah. been in Chicago for the last uh, three years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Living on the on the north side and uptown. Uh, and yeah. Like Alec alluded to earlier, uh, we have reports of Proud Boys coming to our neighborhood tonight and uh, fucking shit up. So. What are they going to do? Like, those guys are a bunch of, like, fucking 90-pound weaklings, like, all of them. They're just fucking, like, angry fascist nerds with, like, an inferiority complex. And not like, only that, like... but they are from the suburbs of Chicago, so that means exactly. they're the biggest fucking losers. Yeah, they're just a bunch of fucking basement dwellers. Like, what the fuck that's... are they going to do? Yeah, I mean, that's what people are talking about with the whole, like, people coming in from out of town thing. Like, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not the people who are actually in the pro tests it's these fucking dildos coming in to like stir shit up for reactionary purposes yeah the opportunists who are just trying to to make a buck off of the unrest or even worse it's like with the proud boys it's people who think it's a game you know it's like these sheltered fucking like you know basement dweller boys who they don't understand what real life is like like they've never experienced violence they've never like gone outside of their little like fucking online bubble so to them it's just like a video game you know all they've ever known is fucking video games and they're gonna go into the real world and they're gonna say the wrong thing and someone's gonna fuck them up and they will learn the hard way what, what were you saying uh Glasgow uh, uh, <laughs> something I don't... the 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 Glasgow grinder. <laughs> um, what I was saying is one of our our police chiefs here in Louisville is one of the Boogaloo boys, oh, and God. is uh, full on with that shit, which is trying to start a race war. Oh. That's what that is. They wear Hawaiian shirts and they go to the protest. I've seen a couple of them. They have weapons. Like fucking guns and shit. Leave fucking Hawaiian shirts out of this. Leave Hawaiian <laughs> yeah. shirts out of this. You yeah, it's fuckers. like Floral Fridays just started. Like, <laughs> yeah. I I, knew, I want to wear my Hawaiian shirt every Friday for the rest of the summer until after Labor Day. Like, can people please not add that to the list of yeah, like, they already ruined the OK sign. You know, they already ruined like whatever else they've already Thor's they hammer. They already ruined I, I, being I, white. I'm keeping, I'm keeping Thor's hammer. I don't give a fuck about what they do with Thor's hammer. I'm wearing my Thor's hammer. I don't give a shit. Like, you know, I will not let Nazis ruin that one. You yeah. know, they, they can ruin other stuff, but the Thor's hammer stays. I hate Illinois Nazis. <laughs> Those there, bums won their court case, so they're marching today. There are a lot of, I've seen a lot of, a lot of Nazis and also Nazis cops uh, implanted in crowds and stuff. There's yeah. also, and just, anyway, let's see, there's a lot of just white people who think they're helping, but are just fucking the shit up. So any any white person out there who does have good intentions and is somehow listening to this, uh, <laughs> listen to the protest leaders. Like, listen to the black people. This is about yeah. them, not you. Yeah. Like, defer to them. Chill out. Don't start wilding. But if they start shooting cops, shoot them too. Cause fuck them. Yeah, cops. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
just but sure our theme song for this episode should be a cop killer by body count i have been listening to so much body count over the past couple days man you could get hit with the fit twisted with the biscuit blasted with the ratchet jacked with the mac i see has been doing that shit for 30 fucking yeah. years dude yeah, yeah. yeah. Six that's police at my door <laughs> it's his longest running project he's officially a a metal front man First, yeah. who has his hobbies are fucking hip hop and acting, as which a is at, exactly for twenty yeah. of those, twenty of those years have been an SVU. Yeah, and he's like a Polynesian cop too. His name is Finn Tutuola. Yes, uh, he uh, isn't he Hispanic? I thought he was, was he like Hispanic? Dominican. I thought he was. I thought he was, I thought he was disclo- supposed to be Samoan. Yeah. Uh, okay. Huh. Uh, full disclosure: I've never actually watched Law and Order SVU. So, oh yeah. my, uh, and and again, a challenger approaches. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. For, for the record, I was waiting this entire time, oh thinking how long before we just say kill cops. So I'm yeah. glad we had a time for me to finally say it. There I mean, he it's is. been oh. it's it's been in the background this whole time. It has, but I was just. Yeah. I've just been waiting to say it, and I felt yeah. I needed to get it out there publicly. Yep. Every cop who is shooting tear gas at civilians, who is mm-hmm. throwing flashbangs at civilians, needs to drop dead. Yeah. Like y'all, y'all want to be an army? Then we can we can be an army. They, they can do it voluntarily. They can just stop breathing, or they can do it with bullets. My my hope is that I'm assuming that the Venn diagram of cops and people who are like, oh, the coronavirus isn't that bad. I'm hoping that that's pretty much a circle so that like just a ton of cops catch the fucking virus and die gasping. I will say a lot of the cops that I've seen were not wearing masks. Just cough on them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, that occurred to me earlier. Like germ warfare, if if someone knew they had it, they could just go around like pretending to be buddies with the cops. Even oh, sorry, I coughed on you. That's part of the evil of this, though, with them throwing fucking tear gas and shit. Yeah, which yeah. is just it. Like it makes you cough. It makes you cough. You know, it, you have to like wash it off. So you have to have people contacting you. You can't be wearing a mask because it'll stay in the mask. You have to take the mask off, you know? Mm-hmm. It's fucking evil shit. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. The best we can get out of our fucking politicians, at least the ones who have been elected, is like fucking like, oh no, we're so sorry. Yeah, uh, we did call in the National Guard though, so. Yeah. Yep. Well, and and uh, we have to note that our friend Victor Von Zoom has arrived. Well, welcome back to the the chat, Victor. Hello. How, yeah. How have th- things been in your part of Louisville? I mean, where I'm at is pretty much like a pat. Like, I, I'm by Bowman Field, so. There's nothing of merit to really be gained from standing around protesting there. Um, the closest the protests really have come towards my neck of the woods was like Shelbyville and Breckenridge. And that's like right by Trinity High School. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so a colleague of mine was like, yeah, Shelbyville and Breck is like packed full of people. But other than that, like where I'm at, it's pretty much on a pocket. So 
I'm outside of the Highlands by a significant enough amount that protests wouldn't really make it this way. And also, once again, there's nothing to really gain from protesting in this area. Mm-hmm. It has to be somewhere where like foot traffic is actually, you know, present. Yeah. Um, so my neck of the woods has been pretty tame. However, the whole situation is just very unnerving. Mm-hmm. It makes me very uneasy for a number of reasons. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm definitely the, the demographic that could be greatly impacted by this, but it's also just like the way I've grown up in the world and just generally trying to not have to deal with confrontation from much of anybody because I just don't want to be fucking bothered. And I feel like this situation may exacerbate that to some degree. But at the same time, that's just me, you know, being worried about the state of the world because for all I know, my life may not change all that much because I'm a homebody. And to be fair, it's because I also live with two white people. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, you know, my roommate's mom is a veteran and you know she has like the flag hanging in front of her house so like for all intents and purposes no one's really going to think much about this house in the grand scheme of things um and given where we're at in the city i don't think that any kind of chaos is really going to come this way and i don't really venture out anyway because you know the virus which i haven't forgotten about unlike everyone else who seems to be either a keeping it in the back of their minds or throwing caution to the wind because really this is kind of bigger than the virus like the virus is definitely a thing it's definitely important but there's something at a much grander scale you can get rid of a virus like you know provided the powers that be want to do anything about it which they don't also raises a whole nother you know eyebrow elsewhere but i'm just doing what i can to keep myself protected and you know stay out of harm's way which is why i don't go to protest even before like this was a thing any other protest i was like i i support the movement i just physically cannot put myself in a situation where harm is going to come to me and that's just my own thing like self-preservation comes first i would love for the the, the world to change but I also want to be alive to see that change. And so then, yeah, you don't I don't want to find myself getting caught by you know, straight bullets because some motherfucker wanted to stir up some bullshit, you know? And yeah, it's it's a shitty situation. Like yesterday I had panic attacks. I was literally, like, I eventually ended up breaking down and just crying because I'm just like, why do I have to live in this fucking world? Like, why do I have to live in this environment? I didn't ask for this. I didn't want any of this. And But here I am living it. You know, and people in their backwards ideologies keep getting farther in life than necessary. You know, it's very it's very bothersome because it's like there's common sense. But unfortunately, there's also profit to be made from the suffering of others. That's how this country works. (laughs) That's how capitalism works. If you're not no ethical consumption. Right, like you, you have to suffer. Someone has to suffer in order for somebody to make some money around here. Yeah, and unfortunately, racism is a very profitable fucking mindset. Apparently, you know, it's it's a, a profitable ideology. You go, well, you know, 
we can always make more money by keeping people in, you know, shitty situations. Oh, well, you want to live in this neighborhood? Well, you got to pay us extra. Like, come on now. It's fucking dumb. And I have to ask, uh, Victor, how do, um, because I, you grew up in the West End, and then how do you, uh, what are your thoughts, and, and what is your general sense of what is happening in the West End at this point? I am ultimately fairly detached from the West End. And you, you remember there was a time where we were driving around, and I was literally having a panic attack about being in the West End. This is very traumatic for me to be in that area. Like less so now, I guess, now that I'm, you know, older and, you know, what, what I had to deal with, the perceived threats that I had to deal with when living there are for the most part gone, but I'm ultimately detached and fairly dissociated from the West End. And it's mostly because of my upbringing there. Now what's going on there is terrible, but that's like objectively terrible. Like, you know, I, it's, shitty because you know there are people who are struggling to live their lives in the west end like i'm not gonna act like you know the west end is the most awful place in the world it's just not a place i want to be but there are people there who have lived there their entire lives and are still living there and that is their home and they do what they can to help their neighborhood but you know it sucks to watch their neighborhood be you know trampled underfoot by people who aren't acknowledging their existence as a valid existence and you know i i want i want there to be you know justice for the people who are persistently antagonized for next to no reason because it's not right like you know and unfortunately there's a level of sociopathy that comes with it where these people refuse like those who are antagonizing refuse to put themselves into someone else's shoes or just don't have the capacity to do so. Yeah, that's what we were just talking about. It's people who think it's a game, you know? It's people who don't understand, like, they, again, they just don't have any empathy, so they can't understand that, like, you know, you're not just, like, a player character in a video game. Like, this is real life, and other people have, like, concerns and emotions as well, you know? That's who gets attracted to the police, and that get, that's who, like, subscribes to these fucking bootlicker ideologies that then, like, glorify the police. Well, and that was like a few years ago, there was that whole right-wing meme about people, you know, who were on the left being NPCs, quote-unquote, is that's exactly the kind of mentality they're working with. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, just another way to dehumanize people so that consequences just don't register in your head. And I kind of, and I think that's a good point to bring up. I know you brought this up earlier. Darth. Roxo. About the return of Anonymous. Um, and just because I, I've been, like, I, I saw some of the news around that, but I'm kind of skeptical about, I mean, not just because of, like, the amorphous reality of Anonymous being a, a protest organization, but also just the fact that a lot of the people involved in the alt-right and the culture around Anonymous that, you know, is a child of 4chan, for better or for worse, a lot of the people who came out of that, uh, it can safely be said, were act- are active on the alt-right and active Trump supporters. And I'm not going to say like... Well, a- then why did they just release, like, evidence that directly links Trump to Epstein, you know? Literally, like, evidence that basically says he had Epstein killed to disguise the fact that he was fucking children on Epstein's fucking pedophile island. That would have gotten released 
had he not well, been killed. I mean, that's kind of the whole point about anonymous is that it's anonymous, so you can't really ascribe one ideology. Yeah. Yeah, it's like being like Antifa's a terrorist organization. It's like it's not even an organization, you fucking idiots. There's no president of Antifa. It's just like an it's an ideology. Like the, the best part of that is by declaring them by saying they are a terrorist organization, you are openly admitting that you are in fact a fascist. Because if they're yeah, exactly. anti fascist and they're against you and you're declaring that officially, they are against you. Yeah. Then you are putting yourself in the position of fascist. Like Yeah, pretty much. Um, so it's like either you can admit that or you can shut the fuck up. And you know what uh, we do to fascists. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One Go thing ahead, that should be pointed out is most of what uh, Anonymous leaked in the past couple days was already out there. Yeah. Like, was leaked previously. Uh, so there, there is some question about, like, are, are these the same people or can they really be considered like a successor to the anonymous group that was active what eight ten years ago um like a lot of their activities uh became less effective and less notorious over time as like some of the more skilled hackers among them quit or got arrested or even defected to avoid jail time. So a lot of the people who were left after that were not very skilled and were just like, I, I'm anonymous to um, get attention, get cred for things they couldn't actually do. But uh, there was one other really interesting thing I saw on Twitter today. Um, and that is that the police department in, I believe, Dallas has this app for people to <laughs> pitch anonymously where they have been asking people to submit photos and videos of uh, protesters doing illegal things like rioting and looting. And uh, they didn't get what they were looking for. Instead, they got spammed with a mix of videos of police brutality and k-pop videos <laughs> and they they were sent so many k-pop videos that their servers crashed and the app went down yeah. and it was fantastic god bless to oh, gangnam style god bless internet nerds yep sai himself destroyed <laughs> the dallas police department <laughs> so uh I I don't mean to uh, to bring the mood down or anything, but um, you just uh, told me to turn on the live stream of the protests, and there are now currently like a hundred cops just mm -hmm. congregated on Wilson, uh, which is like two blocks away from where I live, uh, and they're just kind of like going up and down the street, just like going into businesses and like just being generally shitty. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what they do. Like, that's the thing. It's like in the app, it's like one of those things where it's like in the absence of orders, go find something and kill it, you right. know? And the fact of the matter is that like, again, the problem is the diffusion of responsibility. You know, it's like when everybody kind of has that same level of authority and you have more authority over other people, it's like, you know, they think they're entitled to do anything, you know? Yeah. So that's what they're going to do.
Because they haven't had to face it otherwise. Like, yeah, exactly. Because they know that there's going to be no consequences for them, you know? And they band together. It's like we were saying, like, you know, they, the cops are just a gang and there's like a code of conduct for them. It's right. like you don't turn your back on them. You know? That's just do love diffusion of authority. Exactly. That's what it's all about. You know, it's like it's always saying I was just following orders. And then if there's no orders, you can just pretend you were following orders. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And that's what I was trying to, I was talking about this earlier. There's that video of that guy in Flint, you know, who like and everybody's like posting around where it's like, you know, he's putting down his right gear, he's joining the protesters. And that's well and good for him. I'm glad he did that. But the thing is, he's a state cop. You know, the Flint City cops then came out right after that and started shooting at protesters. You know, so again, it's like, you know, even if one cop does the right thing, he doesn't have the authority to make the other cops stop doing shitty things, you know? And he can't just say, I'm a cop, stop doing that, because that's out of his jurisdiction to be able to do that. Uh, I've even read, like, witness, uh, I guess, testimony would be the right word, uh, no, it's not in court, but I, I've read um, posts from witnesses who said, like, yeah, we saw this city's police chief kneel down, drop the gun, drop the helmet, get the media to take pictures of them, get their nice photo op. Ten minutes later, they picked the gun and mask back up and started yep. tear gas. That's what happened people. in Asheville. That's what happened in Asheville. They were like, you know, started at six, they started shooting tear gas and rubber bullets at protesters, and then at midnight, they staged a photo op where they all like took a knee and were like, "We stand with George Floyd." Blah blah blah. And it's like, well, where was this like fucking six hours ago when you were fucking plugging like protesters with tear gas? And what's like the end result of all of this? Well, tonight Donald Trump gave his wonderful press conference. His beautiful elaborate press conference and said that he is the law and order president and that he's going to send in what he's like being like i'm the law and order president he can't keep a fucking he had to go to the governors today and basically like try to convince them to restore order because he's too weak to fucking do it himself you know that's the that's the thing about trump is that like he talks so tough but he's a fucking coward he had to go hide in his he hide, went and hide in his bunker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, exactly. Like, the man is a fucking, like, weenie. At least Nixon had the cojones to be like, I'm going to send out the military to kill those hippies at Kent State. But, like, Trump is just, like, he's powerless, you know? It's like he's trying to, like, make a tough show for his fucking little bootlicker redneck fans. But, like, the man doesn't know what to do. He's out of his fucking depth here. Yeah, he fucking t- turned off all the lights in his house and went and hid in the fucking <laughs> bunker. It's like yeah, he hid in the fucking cellar, and it's fucking like fucking coward. Any- and it just shows how fucking out of touch conservatives are because they'll still think that like, oh, he's the strongest president we've ever had, and it's like the man fucking hid at the first sign of trouble, you know? Like, well, goddamn. And because the other aspect of this is like the consequence of him uh declaring or declaring antifa a fascist organization and and, sorry declare antifa a terrorist organization is how broad of a term i mean because for one thing not only is antifa not a single organization but who like who does he start including in this classification of an antifa organization so this is something that dsa has had to contend with because dsa uh, is like it passed a resolution at its national at its national convention last summer declaring a, a 
it to be an anti-fascist organization and to have an anti-fascist caucus that direct, that was coordinating direct action. Um, but then you start think like then you start like branching out even further than that, and then obviously like small anarchist groups. But then you have Black Lives Matter protesters from I mean from the Mennonites to church organizations who are out. Uh, many of whom like they may not agree with the, with the looting but they many of whom don't they don't condemn it though um and so this broad classification of terrorism for anti-fascism it's a buzzword yeah, yeah exactly. well, well right and i and i really think that trump is getting in over his head with it um and the thing and, is is that it's a buzzword because people are trained to respond to the buzzword when you like think back you know to the the days of 9-11 where the word terrorist and terror and terrorism were just thrown around so often people eventually just started responding to it in a way that like makes them go well shit this is this is bad this is bad so the thing is that our society and uh, this is kind of a thing with like i guess most human societies as is is that you can only take so much before something has to come to a head and those who are being spoken out against for demanding you know to be treated like a human being those people being spoken out against are eventually going to lash out in a way that people that those who are the oppressors for lack of a better word really is honestly the most apt word i guess at this are yeah, they're not going to be able to, they're not going to be able to handle it. they're not going to be able to stop it because like I equate this, and, you know, funny enough, I saw uh, a post from Lil Nas X. They do, you know, like, does the uh, song with... Uh, Old Town Road. Yeah, that shit. And he said it pretty eloquently. He's like, think of it like a little kid being bullied in school where the teachers don't do anything. And it keeps going on. And then eventually the kid says, fuck this, I'm over it. And just fucking wilds the fuck out on people. Same concept is the same exact concept. You can only back someone in a corner so many times before they eventually go, fuck this, I'm getting out of this goddamn corner. Come hell or high water. And I don't think that any response to getting out of the corner is a disproportionate response if you've done everything in your power to be peaceful about it, peaceful and civil. Like, you've been peaceful and civil about it and nothing gets done, then you have to take an option that can't be ignored. You can't ignore a fist to the face. I don't care how stoic you are. You can't take, you cannot sit there and ignore being punched in the face. The world is punching back right now. And it's not just here. You know, I remember seeing it was like somewhere in London, like people are protesting, mm -hmm. people in Germany, people in Italy. You know, Italy. The, the coolest thing I saw was in uh, Syria, yeah, in Idlib, uh, where the Kurds have been besieged by the Turks. They actually posted a like solidarity with George Floyd thing, which I thought was pretty sick. Which, like, yeah. if anyone doesn't know about that, read up on that. Because fuck Turkey. Fuck, like, the Turkish government, you know. Fuck their denial of the Armenian genocide. Fuck the current genocide they're trying to pull on Kurdish people, both in Turkey and in Syria. It's something to be aware of, you know. World, world, world politics matter. World politics matter. Yeah, and, like, this is happening. Like, because think about it. The way the world is working right now, it's hard to keep oh, the, the world so connected by just this, by, by the device that I'll hold in my hand. 
that you can't see it. You have your video turned off. Oh, are you well, holding you a know, it, are, what if you were holding a phone. dildo? Like what if you were holding like onto it, a vibrator? It's my phone, you fucking turd. But still, like what if you were holding a turd? Like it's a dildo with a webcam and a microphone. But like the the fact that the world is so connected with, through just a a little phone, and people get to see this, and that's and the thing is this thing. This whole thing with like George Floyd and Brianna and now fucking David McAtee, this is stuff that can be equated to the lives of people in other parts of the world who have probably seen this same shit happen and are now like, we're done. This is it. We're tired of it. And and to add on to that, the fact that this is happening in what Che Guevara called the belly of the beast, the, the heart of the empire, and the reality that we... We are a nation that has been the sole hegemon since the since the end of the Cold War, uh, yeah. and the fact is is that it did, and capitalism, uh, unfettered capitalism, did not lead to an improved life for the majority of people, but instead it led to nationalism. That wealth did not trickle down. <laughs> the, no, like in it the 80, it's like in the eighties. It's like the wealth is going to trickle down, and then the Arrested Development narrator comes on. He's like, the wealth did not trickle down. <laughs> I mean, the wealth I mean, trickled the, down into a giant pool, which the what? No, no, it didn't have. trickle down. It oh, no, shot I, back up. Like and, it did not trickle down. For the first down. time, and not only did it not trickle down, but then we started spending so much money on these imperial projects abroad whether it was invading Afghanistan, where we still are, or whether we invaded Iraq. Which is still messed up because of what we did when we went in there without a plan. Or whether we decided to expand uh, for, uh, covert forces like in, like with AFRICOM and trying to uh, influence U.S. policy across the Maghreb, as Obama did, trying to expand our drone program. Uh, and, and also not to mention just expanding our... Uh, our naval presence in the South China Sea to be antagonistic towards China. Um, I mean, that's and, and a different now, conversation, but, but we won't get into that one right now. Well, oh no, we're not going to because we're not going to we're not going to talk about that. But the fa- but the fact is is that we are such a, we are the imperial hegemon of of the planet, and now people are seeing that there is unrest. That I mean, I think. I think it's fair to say that like this, it's not, maybe it's not helpful for these comparisons, but this certainly feels bigger than Ferguson or what happened in Baltimore. I mean, it absolutely is. um, And there is a true crack in the reality, in in the power of this empire. Um, And that's the thing. And they've been trying, like when you put a crack in the armor, because this is, this goes to say for anyone who's ever reigned dominant in anything, when the crack in the armor happens once, it's a wrap because people are going to figure out how to crack the armor over and over and over again. And eventually the shit's just going to shatter. So it's either desperate measures to keep the armor intact or they just accept their fate and just let it crumble. Like the same, you know, when they're like, oh, yeah, the trickle down economy. Like, yeah, that's the same thing with equality. It's trickle down equality. And they're like, yeah, we can, you know, pretend to give people like equal rights but there's a difference between equality and equity yeah and what we need is equity we need equitable resources for everybody and what gives me so much hope right now is and and this is i don't give a shit how cliche this is um the younger generations and and i'm thinking like my sister who's uh, she's going to be 15 this year jesus christ um 
they are living through one of like as such a tumultuous time in history like normality to them is just is something that like it, it, that i can't comprehend i mean the way that we grew up witnessing 9-11 and, and then witnessing the iraq war and then witnessing the financial collapse and people losing their homes and their jobs and re and then seeing the election of trump um but i think of younger people who only knew the war on terror who've only known the war on terror I, I mean i think of people like you know my sister is only three years away from being eligible to sign up for, uh, for the military and that's a kind of, that's a terrifying thought to me and um but the younger generations really are much more at least the way that it looks online and fine you can't judge everything that you see on social media or the things that you see online but younger generations I, I don't think they're backing. I don't think they're backing away from the anti-capitalist message that's being developed in the aftermath of Bernie and and in the aftermath of in, of Occupy a decade ago, and obviously what's coming out of this current Black Lives Matter uh, protest going on. Um, I think that we are going to get at the very bare minimum social democracy and that and but i hope for something more akin to a communist revolution i have so much faith in the future generations because i do think that i i do think that this this can't stand like <laughs> this aggression cannot stand man seeing like when you speak about the younger generations like so a sister got arrested for like during the protest, you know, like people are going out and like, they're like, fuck this. I don't care if I get arrested. This isn't right. So the problem, like the main thing that I'm concerned about is because for every push towards, you know, equitable living for people, there's always someone working behind the scenes to drag it back. And a lot of it, you know, does point to, religious institutions as well yeah that's what i was about to say a lot of like religious institutions yeah. like the you know i was talking to my friend brandon and he was like whenever you mix politics and religion someone gets fucking killed period mm -hmm. yeah. and it's like as soon as you start mixing politics and religion someone is in trouble and that's a, a huge part of what keeps the society from progressing is that politics and religion the separation of church and state has been basically erased. Yeah. Or at least there's a whole party that has created, that has been created out of the erasure of church and state being separate. And, and, exactly. I, yeah. and that party is in fact the Republican Party. They have been legislating religion because one, they know it's their strongest selling point in a political game. And because it sells a fantasy too, like yeah, that's what it, it sell. sells it someone sells a, a fucking fantasy. dream. Yeah, exactly. The dream like, of an afterlife and the dream of like a world that like is ordered and makes sense, as opposed to something that you know is very complicated and often doesn't make sense. It's gullible, stupid people getting drawn in by something that they think like 
you know, like the pie in the sky, essentially. It's I also mean, that uh, in, in America that's the prosperity gospel bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like yeah, one and the same. Capitalism in the mask, the, you know, the dead skin of Christianity, whatever. Which is not what Christianity was originally not. about. Like, oh, no, I know. You know. Jesus was like flipping over fucking money changer tables. Wow, like, on some fucking <laughs> capitalists. Yeah, yeah Jesus like, was not a capitalist. He had a whip and shit. Like, he was yeah. out there. He <laughs> some motherfuckers. He did not nonviolently protest. Like, Jesus was like, I'm going to turn the other cheek. But if you're wrong in my people, you know, and if you're taking advantage of people, like, I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah. I, I have a reading just for this. And I this, and I, I have to praise the Trillbillies for finding this a few years ago. But in the book of James, chapter 5, uh, going all the way up to verse 7, uh, the warning to rich oppressors, come now, you rich people, weep and wail for the m- miseries that are coming to you. Your riches have rotted and your, cloths are mo- and your clothes are moth-eaten. Your, so- your gold and silver have rusted and the rust will be evidence against you and it will eat your flesh like fire. You have laid up treasure for the last days. Listen, the wages of the laborers who mowed your fields, which you kept back by fraud, cry out, and the cries of harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord of hosts. You have lived on the earth in luxury and in pleasure, and you have fattened your hearts in a day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the righteous ones who who does not resist you. Well, guess what? They're fucking resisting now. Easier for a uh, camel to travel through the eye of a needle than for the rich man to enter heaven or whatever yeah. yeah never thought i would hear a bible verse on this show it's uh that was pretty great like, clown man what 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 verse is that james 5 7 no no the, it's just the first it's the first lines up to line seven J, uh, james 5 the first six lines okay so, so like I, I spend a lot of time hanging out with my roommate because he is definitely like one of my closest friends and in his spare time He's often watching playlists of creationist debunker videos, anything that just like crushes flat earthers and creationism. And there's so much corruption that has been brought up through the guise of religion. And it is awful. It's terrible. Like Texas is basically just one big religious state. Like that's all it is. Like, They've rewritten textbooks. They've rewritten so many things so that the children are taught from an institutional standpoint things that are factually not true, but ideologically, you know, capable of basically forcing what they want politically in the future. Like they they rewrite these history books to force an ideology through the guise of an of, a public education and it's terrible and when you see like our previous governor who was literally trying to erase public school and you know defund as much public education as possible because naturally if you go to school and you get an actual education that isn't steeped in religion you learn about the world and when you learn about the world you learn to think critically of the things around you and thinking critically destroys religion yeah you can't because religion because faith denies proof you know you can't have both and that's why like 
you know, these religious people want to try and change, like, they want to stay in the past before they learned, the, you know, basically what they thought was true was not true, you know? And also, like, the importance that the, that the especially American Protestantism has had, the importance that it has had in terms of, I, I think that it is akin to what the Byzantine emperors had in the Orthodox Church in, 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 in the sense of justifying their rule on earth and their divine status as the emperor, I think that Protestant Christianity serves to justify uh, the capitalist system. I mean, I know we've alluded to this already, but it, it's, it's so insidious because not only does it bring this idea of like good works alone and like you serving uh, you're, you, you devoting your life to God and, and having and finding your vocation. Um, and as so long as you are strictly obedient whatsoever and in an unbending way that does not have any room for interpretation. Um, it has so infected our cultural mindset to the point like, and, and, and it must be said, both uh, white American cultural, uh, cultural mindset, but also uh, what, not all aspects of the black church, because obviously liberation theology is a reality of the black Christian church. But the fact is, is that there are men as, as, you know, well, Victor, I think you can attest to this more, just the reality of the religious institutions of the black church and how conservative they can truly be. And the thing that makes no sense to me is the fact that, like, if people in the Black community, like, those who attend church actually sat down and critically read, like, looked for the Bible within, not with the metaphorical, like, understanding of it, but critically sat down and read through these doctrines, they would realize that this was used to enforce the slavery of black people in America. I mean, what's the line? Be good to your slave and just don't beat him to death and you're going to go into heaven? Yeah, yeah essentially. Like, here, because there's there's a channel that I'm going to link you guys. Do it. Because uh, his name's Aaron Ra. Um, he's from Texas. He is very anti-religion. Like, the man is brilliant. He's very, very blunt. He can be pretty caustic sometimes, but like at some point you got to stop playing nice. And yeah. he, he's definitely gotten to the point of not playing nice with uh, religion. So let me That's see. That's the point I... I've gotten to. It's a fucking superstition. And, you know, it's, it, we're adults now. It's impossible to excuse people who believe in a fucking fairy tale, you know, at least from where I'm sitting. But... Back to the, the protest. This, this does feel like, a moment like oh, it is. oh yeah like oh, a truly is. truly impactful like because this is i don't feel like we've ever had one of these protests at least not in you know recent memory not since the 1960s yeah. you it's know been literally yeah. everywhere like literally every state has had black lives matter protests like the past couple of days like the entire country the police have responded uniformly everywhere that's the key that's the key because in the past like um you know fucking yeah you know the past 10 years we've had multiple nationwide protests but they've lasted a day and in most places it was a peaceful assembly of a couple hundred people but this is different we've got thousands in the streets of every major city and the police are reacting the same all across the country. 
yeah. in front of everybody's cameras. And I the mean, person it, just fucking cowering in his bunker. Yeah. It's not even uh, major cities. Like, I've seen a lot of smaller town stuff, and their cops are doing the same thing. Like, yeah. Well, none of that's happened is, in Rochester yet, but, but it is, who knows? Like, everywhere. Literally every, everywhere in the country. I mean, even I saw some shit in fucking, like, New Zealand has been protesting yeah. Black Lives Matter stuff, and they did a... I mean, uh, it's... There's there's shit happening this weekend here, um, you know, and I mean Australia certainly has had a long history of Aboriginal people dying in police custody. Um, I think in the last like two years, something like you know, let let me look up the exact statistics. It's pretty insane. But um, it's sort of what's happening in the U.S. is becoming a model for the rest of the world. Let's see. Uh, Isn't America great? (laughs) I mean, on the one hand. On the other hand, every system will always respond negatively to threats to its power. You know, it's not an American, uniquely American thing. Like the British have always been bad about, you know, sending in like horse cops to protests. You know, you look at protests in Europe, like those are always incredibly violent, like the Euromaidan in Ukraine, or like, you know, every protest they have in Greece every year because people don't pay their taxes, um, <laughs> you know, like, you know, yeah, and, or even like shit in places like Russia, where they've basically criminalized dissent, you still get like huge protests where people come out and throw, even in China, like, that's the thing that people don't realize about China, is that like, people will routinely protest against the government, there you know and they'll get you know sent away to prison for the rest of their life but people do it you know people throw bricks people like respond to unjust conditions all over the world and the governments always respond the same way because they're more concerned with like keeping their hegemony i'm looking at the thing here uh for the uh stop black deaths in custody uh protest that's happening this weekend uh since 1991 there have been over 400 aboriginal deaths in police custody um and sort of the most uh relevant one is one from 2015 where a guy in the northern territories was pretty much murdered exactly the same way george george uh, floyd was where they literally just choked him out by like kneeling on him. So, I mean, the thing about the thing about Australia is just sort of like it's sort of it's crazy because it's sort of like the way America treats black people and the way America has historically treated Native American people combined. Yeah, it's you know. the worst of both worlds. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it's sort of like, on the one hand, it's more remote than it is in the U.S. in many ways, because there aren't really that many First Nations people in the urban centers. Um, but it's sort of like out in the Northern Territories, where you have most of the Aboriginal communities, it's just cops going around just killing First Nations people pretty much with impunity, just, you know, nonstop. Well, let's not forget that, like, shit has continued to go on with stuff like Keystone XL and, like, the Standing Rock Pipeline yeah. that has oh, been yeah. routinely oh, yeah. ignored by the media for the past few years. I mean, like... Canada. Yeah. Shit's really popping off in yeah. Canada oh, oh, right absolutely. now. Oh. <laughs> Did you ever see that video of, like, the fucking... the at the Wet'suwet'en or whatever it is blockade, mm-hmm. and they're telling the oil company executives, like, we can't let you through here. This is our sacred land. The company execs are like, we understand that. 
here's an offering of water and tobacco, and they give them, like, a case of Dasani water and, like, a bunch of black and milds. Here's $30 worth of merchandise. Can we, uh, can we, uh... Can we build a fucking pipeline through your land? This worked, this worked a hundred years ago. This will still work, right? It's literally just, like, it's just a box of fucking black and milds. Well, in Australia, this fucking oil company recently demolished, just blew up this 4,000-year-old Aboriginal burial site um, in, I think, the, either the Northern Territory or South Australia. It's just fucking obscene. I mean, you know, when we talk about obscene shit, I, so all yesterday, and for me, it was really like I could not separate my eyes from every, like, messenger story that popped up because i wanted to keep tabs on it and part of my brain was like i don't need to keep looking at this but i have to keep tabs on it i need to know what's going on and there was something that came across because i would like scroll through different people's facebook profiles on messenger to see like you know who's at the uh, who's protesting and you know what's going on and i saw something where like the you know like the mayor of la was like shutting down COVID testing. Yeah. Because he was basically like, As a you can protest or you can have COVID testing, but you can't have both. Fuck that. And guy. I'm like, and I'm like, your whole city is about to fucking light your ass up. You know that. Right? Yeah. 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 They are. Like, your whole city, you do you not realize what you're dealing with? You're dealing with LA. Like, you think fucking the LKs won't just, like, band together with the Bloods and the Crips and show up at your fucking doorstep? Like, yo, what's, what the fuck's good? Compton will roll out on you, bro. Like, what the hell is wrong mm-hmm. with you? Now, in, uh, well, there is some nuance to that. Now, I don't know about L.A., but the thing is, here in Chicago, um, what's been happening, especially on the southwest side, uh, and now this is, this is from, um, this is a secondhand source for me, but Apparently, in Little Village, where a lot of the ransacking and, and looting started yesterday, uh, there were groups of Latin kings who were def- who were shooting at um, and chasing out uh, uh, black looters uh, to protect businesses owned primarily by Mexican or other at- or la- other Latinx residents. Right, and it's. The thing is, is that like, now this is, you know, again, Mr. Kentucky White Boy uh, gets the head It's important not to glorify, uh, like, actual criminal And Let me finish. For the love of God. Like, I, me as Kentucky White Boy does not get an opinion on this, but what has been interesting is seeing the conversation about how there is, like, anti-blackness uh, and, and, and anti-black uh, attitudes um, within uh, Mexican or Puerto Rican or, or other Latinx uh, communities in Chicago, and it's definitely uh, it, it definitely exists in the Chinatown communities. Uh, right. Well. Yeah, the Korean Korean rooftop snipers. The roof and all Koreans. Yeah. Yeah. The exactly. Koreans. Yeah. Which, on the one hand, you can't blame people who like have basically clawed their way up from nothing their entire lives and feel it's being threatened. You know trying to defend, you know, their little slice of the pie, you know, it's like, obviously, they're not showing praxis, but at the same time, it's like, you know, how are you going to tell, like, a guy who came from nothing in Korea, and spent his entire life working, like, 12-hour days, six days a week, you know, to have this store that, like, 
that's it, the looting of his store is just a symptom of like a greater whole. Like he's not going to get that. He's going to be like, fuck you. I got mine, you know? And that's what capitalism does. It pits everyone against each other. You, you can't like, you can't demonize those people, but at the same time you have to under, you have to understand why it's happening. You know? I saw a post where there was a guy in Minnesota or like his store was you know looted or ransacked and he was just like fuck it let it burn justice needs to be served it's like we can rebuild justice needs to be served let the bitch burn and i'm like that's a real one he's a real one yeah it was like some indian dude like you know he was just like no 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 fuck it let him burn it fuck it justice needs to be served they're saying their peace serve the justice let the bitch burn we'll build it back up and i'm like like that truck driver got beaten during rodney king and then when they interviewed him he was like no you know it's just how it happens you know fuck the cops who made everything like this happen so Uh, i i think that it would be a good idea to help where we can with small businesses that have been looted like the the rioting is not nearly as big of a problem as people being killed by cops um but it would be good to try to help the the small business owners where we can yeah i mean like i was reading up on the stonewall riots and that shit lasted for like a week and it was after so many years of the gays in new york who are just trying to live their lives and have a place where they can congregate getting raided over and over and over again. Got to a point where, like, you know, the cops showed up because there was a raid that they weren't informed of because the whole the whole scenario was apparently just, like, super underground and was ran by, like, a crime family. Yeah. And they paid off a precinct of the police nearby to just ignore any shit that was going on there. And, in, you know, the cops will periodically tell them, hey, there's going to be a raid happening. You know, hide your shit. You know, get all your stuff together. And they weren't informed of the raid that basically sparked all of this. And, you know, people were being manhandled and just being, you know, treated shitty. And there was a report where, like, you know, a very butch lesbian was, like, clubbed across the head after complaining that the cuffs were too tight. And she was just like, are you guys going to stand there or just do something? And motherfuckers was like, all right, fuck it. We're doing some shit. And, you know, they just start throwing shit at the cops. And apparently for, like, a week straight, just motherfuckers are, like, going off and just be like, no, you're going to leave us alone. Like, authority only has so much power yep. until you strip it away. Exactly. Like, authority is a mindset. And that's why the cops are reacting so badly across the board, is they know that this is a challenge to their authority, and they're losing it. You know, they are losing the high ground. They're losing, you know, the respect of the people, you know. So they're freaking out. They're like, you know, when appeals to well we have this authority by law fail they're going to try appeals by force and then when that fails you know it's like because there's because when when you look at it a lot of the time there's really just a vocal minority that gets its way because the majority oftentimes is usually pretty whatever about it they're like oh well you know it's not going to be that big a deal and then it becomes a big deal because the vocal minority has the biggest voice because the majority isn't overwhelming it. They're not swallowing up all the sound waves. So after a while, when the vocal minority gets his way, especially if it's a shitty vocal minority, like what we have right now is a majority that is now speaking up. And the minority right now is really 
the people who want the status quo to remain as is because it's easier for people to just let shit go and be the way that it is than to actually start making changes. And right now, if people start realizing that the conservatives don't really have that big of a voice, they're just the, they're just the loudest of the group. They're just the short motherfucker with the big voice. You walk the fuck up and you go, shut the fuck up, short guy. What are they going to do? You know? So I'm hoping that right now, like, you know, people, I'm not trying to incite any riots, but at the same time, I'm looking at like, well, I mean, y'all have a choice. Y'all could just Mm -hmm. fix the wrongdoings, but y'all don't want to do that because that would then put the, the reality in your head that you aren't infallible and that you are held accountable for your actions and people were like i don't want to be held accountable well you're gonna have to do something because this can't keep going on people can't keep no people aren't going to stand for it any longer yeah exactly that's yeah so, that's exactly right the cops are to blame for literally anything that happens yeah yeah at this point because yeah. they had a sim- oh sorry and they failed i was to just saying that. they have a simple job and they didn't do it and they haven't yeah. done it and they have done no. the opposite. They've arrested civilians for telling them that they should have arrested three people. Yep. So anything is on them. It's all yeah. on them. It fucking is. looting, burning, it's on the cops. It's not on any fucking protesters. Here, here. And I mean, you know, some of it, from what I'm hearing, is really being started by the cops because it gives them a narrative to work with. Yeah, exactly. Like, and they're, you know, they're being so transparent. Like, there's fucking video footage of cops, like, in purposefully smashing buildings and then trying to sell it off to global news media by being like, oh, it was the protesters. You know, like, I saw something. Well, it wasn't even necessarily I saw it. I heard it. It was um, so. Mom, she's regrettably kind of the, a, a huge bootlicker, but she, she has like her moments of not being one, but she was sitting there in the living room, like reading, like watching some conference and the people, whoever, whoever they were talking to, I guess it must've been like some police official or some government official within the metropolitan area was saying, yeah, you know, we're taking these supplies because it further, you know, we don't want people to be able to continue doing these riots. They were just like, yeah, we're smashing the water because they can't, we're, we're destroying any supplies that allows for them to recover from the tear gassing and, you know, continue to go on like starting a rampage. And I'm just like, but they were protesting at first. And then you exacerbated the problem by, by actively antagonizing people. Right. And if your response is to take away the fuel that allows for them to retaliate against you, yes, they're going to be even more upset because now you're trying to justify your actions against people who literally were just saying their piece. But you know, if you don't want to, if you don't want to hold three of the motherfuckers that, you know, you probably don't even know by first name accountable. You don't want to hold them accountable because they're overall a part of a bigger group that you subscribe to, then you're just as guilty as they are. Like that woman should have had no business being shot. 
you know. And then the David McAtee dude that got, was shot on 26th and Broadway, who was uh, who was literally is known for giving cops free food. He fed yeah. the homeless and he fed the cops for free. He just wanted to help his community. And the man is dead. And there had better be some kind of fucking, you know, investigation that doesn't result in, uh, well, we don't know what happened. Because apparently the fucking chief of police was fired by Greg Chair, which to me is just like, he was on his way out. What are you doing? Explaining the process? Don't act like you're not going to pay his ass under the table. Like, he's still going to make out with whatever retirement money he had. Like, oh, yeah, he's fucking keeping re- all his benefits. This was his right. last exactly. month. June was his last month before he retired. One day before retirement. I mean, basically, basically. Basically, they just let him retire and then said we fired him just for the for the fucking press. Like, just for me. show. Yeah, no actual, like, attempts to, like, make nice with the community. Just fucking doing it for the spectacle. Let's, uh, let's just go ahead and do a final round of thoughts. Um, how about we start uh, with folks you haven't heard from. So, uh... Uh, fuck cops fuck the government like seriously like fucking I don't give a shit if Target gets burnt down to the ground just like fucking do something real do something fucking real (laughs) we'll dab every time someone says something truthful you know what I'm gonna post one more thing I don't know if you guys have seen it but I feel like it's, it's very pertinent a very pertinent video, but it's a speech that Killer Mike gave. Yes, yeah. the Killer Mike speech is great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Killer Mike has always just been like on point with like everything he does. He was like, I don't even want to be here right now. He's like, let yeah. me keep it real. I didn't want to come here, and I don't want to fucking be here. But I have to. I have to say this because he's he's the son of a cop. Yeah. You know, he has like he said, and you know, I'm a son of a cop. I have you know, relatives who are cops, you know, I, he's like, I respect the work the police do, but this right here cannot stand. He's like, you know, the original eight black cops who still had to like shower and dress in a separate area because white cops didn't want to change in the same rooms with niggers. You know, he's, he's like, I, this right here, he's like, you can be mad. You can burn shit down. Don't burn down your own fucking house to be angry at somebody. If you're going to be fucking mad, be mad, but fortify your shit. So that way, when it comes time for shit to really go down, you are a fortress for those who need it. I'm like, all right, Mike, let's go. And, you Mm -hmm. know, once again, like, I, I prefer a peaceful resolution to shit. Because I, I've been in situations where I've had to be escalated to a point where I had to fight somebody. And having to fight someone never made me feel good. And afterwards, I hurt. I hurt everywhere. I hurt in places where I wasn't even hit. Because that type of adrenaline rush damages your body. So I want yeah, a peaceful I want a peaceful approach to something. But at the same time, motherfucker, if you don't get your shit straight, something's going to happen that you're not going to like. Get your shit together. So if the only options you have are fix the problem or ignore the problem, then the person who is dealing with the problem is going to address you with the problem in a way that you cannot ignore. You're going to fix this. Fix it now or I'm going to make you fix it. And that's what we're saying right now. Fix the fucking problem. You know, we got this virus out here. I'm like, you know what? I get it. 
You probably don't know what to do. You probably got some bullshit riding on it. I understand that. However, fix the fucking problem. We have two big problems. We have a virus running around and we have a bigger virus known as inequality. Fuck yeah. So I suggest you start working on a fucking vaccine for both of them. Hey, fucking men. I personally want to be able to walk out of my fucking house at 11 p.m. to go on a fucking walk without feeling like I'm going to be harassed by some bored motherfucker who has too much goddamn power in his hands. I'm tired of feeling like I have to ride in the car with white people to get from point A to point B with the least amount of resistance. Reminds me of that time that we were... uh... One of the previous places you lived, Victor, uh, where uh, your roommate wasn't home and I guess he didn't have the key. So you're just sort of hanging out on the back porch waiting for him. And the next door neighbor was getting all fucking uh, antsy and shit. And he was like, you guys got to leave. I'm going to call the cops. And like you had to explain for like 10 minutes that, you know, you fucking lived there. Right, like I had, I've, I've, I'm gonna tell you guys a couple stories where we get off of here because there's been my times where I have, I don't consider myself overtly racially profiled because there are definitely others who have been profiled way harder than me and they get to have the fucking stage when it comes down to it. But I have had a handful of issues where cops have pulled me over while I'm walking, minding my fucking business, to ask me questions about where I was at and what I was doing, because there have been quote-unquote break-ins in the area, and I'm like, and I could hit them with logic, or I could just go, all right, you know what, I'm going to play the fucking game, because if I play the game, this just goes away faster. So, first instance, I'm walking down Barstown Road, and I remember the days this was on, because I was catching a bus, it was on a Sunday, so I was, it was a Sunday, I'm walking up Barstown right by Grinstead. The bus stop is right in front of the Wendy's. So across the street from the speedway, you already know where it's at. So I'm walking, I'm looking behind me because the bus is known to just fucking bolt up the street and then I missed the shit and I was already like, I'm running behind. So I get to the corner and I'm about to book it across the street to get to this bus stop and suddenly cops pull up and I'm like, where the fuck? Like what? And then the bus, lo and behold, fucking drives right by me and I'm like, cool, thanks. So they give me the fucking third degree, like, oh, so what are you up to? Where are you going? Yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, well, one, this is my name. Here's my ID. This is where I live. I lived off of fucking Bohannon Avenue, which is right by Churchill Downs. This is before, like, any of y'all met me. So I'm literally about to go to my friend's place. And I told him that. I was like, going to my friend's place. Where's your friend live? Princeton Avenue. Literally up Barstown Road. They're like, oh, well, there's been reported break-ins. I'm on Barstown Road at the corner of Grinstead. Where's a house for me to break into? Please tell me. Because the only places that have houses that are near there are either Baxter or Barrett or Cherokee. And I'm on neither of these. And I'm wearing a gray hoodie and khaki pants. What am I going to take? I have nothing. I literally had nothing on me. I was like, here's my wallet. Here's my phone. That's it. I'm like, I don't have anything. I can't take anything. What am I going to steal? Nothing that can be hid in a hoodie. I can tell you that much. Nothing can be hid in a hoodie that you wouldn't notice because it was a thin-ass hoodie. When they finally realized they, they had nothing to work with, they went away. But at that point, I'd already missed my bus, and I'm sitting there like, what was that all about? I literally was minding my business. And honestly, it didn't traumatize me. I was just like, 
whatever, there's probably some shithead running around that's dressed just like me because the likelihood of it happening is pretty high when you're in the Highlands. Left it alone. The next time this shit happened, I was walking through a Kroger parking lot at like 5 p.m. on a Friday with a buddy of mine. And mind you, it's packed crowded as fuck there are cars literally in every part of this parking lot and the thing is is that when you're that far out into the east end every car is probably armed with an alarm because they're all newer cars so i'm sitting here like well you know he and i are walking i have my backpack and at the time i carried my backpack my laptop my fucking game case my whole shebang i was like staying with a friend anyway so i really didn't have a whole lot of shit to like basically keep put up so i just carried everything with me so the cop pulls me and my buddy over and he's like so what are you guys up to we're like going to kroger right there they're like so um what's in the backpack i'm like my laptop and the charger and my phone charger and this binder that has these cds and these games and these bus schedules and i listed off all the bus schedules that i had in the binder because if you need to check there wasn't going to be any fucking reason for him to doubt me. I even gave him my backpack. I was like, you can look. Mind you, he, once again, the line. Uh, yeah, so, you know, there was reports of uh, break-ins, and I'm like, my oh, man, it's, it's 5 p.m. It's bright as fuck outside. It's like the middle of summer, so, like, the sun was nowhere near going down. It's like, it's 5 p.m. on a Friday, and we're in a Kroger parking lot full of people. How the fuck are we going to get away with breaking into a car? Someone's going to know. If you're breaking in somewhere, the whole point of it is to not get caught. So doing it in the middle of the fucking day is a really good way to get caught. Do you not know how criminals work? So they, they don't. So after giving me and Francois the third degree and realizing that we had nothing of merit and we weren't doing anything, he went away. And I'm like, cool. There you go. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, once again, what was that all about? It's just two dudes walking, minding our business, not doing anything. Another time, as a matter of fact, this wasn't even me being profiled. This was two cops who literally weren't doing their fucking job. They were harassing some fucking teenage kid. Like, I'm walking down Eastern Parkway, and I see some dude across the street who is fucking stumbling and just, like, out of his fucking shit. And I was like, that guy is not stable and probably not safe to be around. And I didn't think anything of it until I'm walking down the street and I see, you know, two cops and they're fucking giving some poor kid some shit. And I'm like, hey, excuse me, there's some guy. And the guy's like, go away. And I'm like, but, and he's like, no, seriously, go away. I'm like, you know what? I'm a leaf. I'm going to walk the fuck away before I get stomped out for telling a cop that there's someone who is clearly a danger to society wandering the streets. And that's, those are my stories. You know, like, it's just kind of, one of those things where I'm like, you know, I don't do anything. I don't fit any really pro profile that they can look for other than tall black male with beard. Like, it's about it. Other than that, I don't sag. I don't wear Jordans. I'm usually on a skateboard. I don't wear hats or hoods or beanies unless it's cold. I'm generally pretty easy to just identify as some dude wandering around minding his own fucking business. I usually wear like brightly colored shirts on top of that, like button downs and shit. So like, clearly I don't fit any description for any problem, you know, any troublemaker that they're looking for. And it's like, you don't have anything better to do. I'm sure you can find a crackhead somewhere to fuck with. Why me?
And I honestly, as we'll say it, I feel safer in a car with a random white guy than I do just like being in a car with my own friend, Brandon, who literally owns a fucking like 2010 Mazda, like RX-5 or some shit. Like, nice car. He listens to the drum and bass. And I feel like if he and I drive in the car together, I'm like, man, this feels uncomfortable. I felt completely uncomfortable being in a car with another black person. They're like, oh, cops gonna pull us over and be like, where's the drugs? And it's like, we don't have any. <laughs> you know? And then they pretend to find some in the trunk. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I'm like, I don't keep anything on me, you know, because they have quotas. sober. Right. So, you know, at the end of the month, I I honestly started realizing it's like, man, I spend more time at home towards the end of the month than I do in the middle of the month. I'm like, oh, it's about 10 o'clock at night at the end of the month. Time for me to stay the fuck in the house. I don't want to. I don't want to be someone's quota for the night. No fucking kidding. Well, thank you, Victor. Um, all right. So, uh, how, Glasgow uh, Growler Grinder Grinder Glasgow Grinder Mix Slab. I'll just I'll just keep it quick. Fucking no justice, no peace. Like fuck these racist cops, dude. Like fucking that. Yeah. A cab, abolish it. One yeah. three one two. Yep. All right, dry crispy. Your your thoughts. Uh, I mean, I know about the same as everyone else's. You know, uh, basically, if you like cops, you're a fucking idiot and a bootlicker. You know, um, you know, there's nothing really more to say about that. I suppose, like, I, I hope that people in New Hampshire can get their shit together and get some fucking protests together. There's been, like, a minor one in Portland, Maine. You know, it's like, the problem here is, like, the two types of people, it's all white people in New Hampshire, basically, right? So it's like, the two types of white people are, the majority are, like, condescending liberal types who, like, you know, will, like, post something showing their support, but they're not actually going to get out there and do anything because that's much too disruptive to their cozy little life, or they're straight-up fucking MAGA hat fucking Trump idiots. Um, So, you know... I wish there was something more I could do. Shit's been popping off in Boston, of course, because, you know, it's Boston. We'll fucking ride over everything, fucking kid. It's like one of the most racist places, like, outside of the South. It is, because, again, there's it's getting better, but, again, there's not that many, like, minorities there apart from, like, Dominicans. So, um, yeah, but, no, they've they've been good. They've been showing out, you know, the... Basically, they showed up for a peaceful protest yesterday, and the cops started tear gassing them like literally one hour into it, you know. But it's Boston, so they fucking gave it back to them. So, you know, <laughs> as they do. You know, called I the did, Boston I, Tea Party for nothing. Yeah. I did see the video of the Boston cops wrecking their own car to try to pin it on protesters. Yeah. And it was just these fucking like fat Boston, like, you know. Connollys and Donnellys and shit just smashing up their car with their stupid little sticks. Saw the rest of that. That actually wasn't what happened in that one case. Uh, what was it? Prior to that, the the window had been smashed in by protesters, and they were removing it because you can't drive with the broken window. But that's like the one exception that the cops not being the ones fucking the shit and blaming it on protesters, but yes. I'm hoping that at least some people in New Hampshire can get it together to, like, you know, really start bringing the heat. Um, Because I feel like the more that this shit pops up everywhere, the better it will be for everyone everywhere. Well, you should be the one to help pop it off. 
You I got white like, guy armor. Take advantage of it. Yeah, you're. Yeah, use your privilege. Yeah, but do what? Like just stand on a street corner and like you are, people hey, indifferently pass. You like showing off your fucking bod all the time when you can, and you can you can use that like muscular tan cell. I mean, I'm, I'm sure. No matter how small, I'm sure there is some sort of Black Lives Matter in New Hampshire, like, yeah. even yeah. if it's, like, ten of them. Yeah. yeah, like, mainly it's Manchester. I've been going there a bunch. I'm hoping that someone gets something organized there. Well, to continue but... to continue onward, uh, Ken, uh, Ken Kesey, your final thoughts. <sighs> we went with that. Anyway, um, I mean, yeah, we've, we've, we've all said it. Like, cops are the problem. They're the ones yeah. escalating this shit. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I think we just need to just keep at it like yeah don't back down don't don't listen to whatever empty promises politicians are going to feed us hold their feet don't to the to fucking the, fire yeah don't listen to the fucking news twisting it to blah 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 and all these people that are saying booting whatever like get out there keep doing it fuck the police amen darth roxo um not a whole lot else to say fuck the police um police uh, warning to my Louisville peeps because it hasn't been very well publicized, but they did extend the curfew. So we have another week of not going out past 9 p.m., or at least we're not supposed to. So that uh, that part sucks. Um, but um, yeah, I really wish we had Bernie in office right now. He he would do something about this. Yep. Yep. Kidding. He can. He is saying his piece. He is making it known. Yep. So, at least he is someone that is actually speaking with real conviction and not just trying to say this shit for the the optics of it all, like Mitch McConnell. Yeah. Because. He, he apparently has condemned all of the, like, stuff that's been going on, you know, with the police. But also, it's election year, so he's going to say what he needs to say to try and look good. But I think people at this point are already fucking tired of him. So mm-hmm. he doesn't really have much of a leg to stand on at this point. If, if, if things just happen to go down in the vicinity of Mitch McConnell, you know, just accidentally, shit happens. Just crossed. Just like can't he can't is, control it. He is in a high risk category. <laughs> just just cough mm-hmm. on the man. Yeah. It happens to a toad when it is struck by lightning. Cough and dab on the thing. The same thing that happens to everything else. Fun fact I learned about that not that long ago was apparently that there were actually like a bunch of like toad's whole thing was gonna be like stating toad facts throughout the movie. And that's why oh, oh in the, the X Men yeah. movie, yeah. yeah, and they cut yeah. that, and they cut out the toad fact, so that just <laughs> line comes out of nowhere. It makes no sense because he never says like he just. Did you know that toads have a thing called amplexus where they latch onto their mate and don't yeah, let go like, for days on he's end? He's going to be saying stuff like that the whole movie, and then they cut all that out, so that toad part at the end makes no no continuity. Anyway, which movie did he say? The first, the first X Men movie. I'm hopping off of here. All right, all right, all right. Zoom nice. out. Good to hear from you, Zoom. Goodbye, Zoom. All right, Greg. Yeah, I mean, my final thoughts are, you know, I mean, everyone's basically said the same thing. You know, fire to the cops. Um, as they say in Australia, "Sorry" means you don't do it again. 
um, which is usually applied to sort of, you know, the fact that people hear the whole thing is, you know, we acknowledge that we're on stolen land, but then they still support the fucking police state and, you know, the authorities and shit like that. So, you know, sorry means you don't do it again. Fire to the cops, you know, ACAB. Uh, Black Lives Matter, I think that pretty much sums it up. Yeah, and I guess the only thing I'll add to that is that the cops serve property in the interest of private property, in the interest of yep. the capitalist class. Um, because it, Black it's Lives Capitalism. And yeah. Black Lives Matter, um, the capitalist class needs to be met with absolute force. And in the words of Lenin, we cannot apologize for our terror. Nope, no, 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 yes, Lenin. yes, Lenin. Yes, no, Lenin. Lenin. Was, no, Lenin. No, Lenin. Okay. We could have a little Lenin as a treat. <laughs> uh, uh, if you get uh, 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 dry, crispy, you shut the fuck up right now. You goddamn reactionary nationalist. Um, shut the fuck up. I was just. Uh, all right. All right. All right. All right. Hey, oh. Hey, if you, I, I get to say my last piece. Yeah. Words of Lenin, we don't need to, we, we don't have to apologize for our terror. The fact is, is that we are living in a time where the capitalist class is terrified right now because they're terrified of poor white people, especially poor white people of our generation, uh, taking part and actually gaining ra uh, radical consciousness from uh, these actions. And you need to take a side right the fuck now and... There's really nothing else that my uh, dumb white ass can say other than Black Lives Matter and death to the capitalist class. I have one more thing to say. In the words of John Adams, this is a revolution, damn it, and we're going to have to offend somebody. So fuck the cops. All right. Be safe, everybody. Yeah. America. Fuck police. All right. One, three, one, two. One, three, one, two.